One of the things I really wanted to, uh, I was been asking the Lord for for a few months to give me this message on hope, and uh, because I feel like there's a lot of people who you know through patience, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God, and uh, I feel like there's a lot of people who feel at times we all have felt at times like, you know, we're on the back burner, and God's it feels like at times God's forgotten us. And we pray a long time about that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Certainly I can't be the only person in this room that has struggled with that. Like, where are you, Lord? Why, you know, what's the deal? Then really, because I've really felt a need from people, like, to come into what God has for them. And when, this Christmas, when, when Will and Sarah went home to their home church, who these are the pastors, let's give them a big hand. That's Sarah's parents. They passed their church up there where it's really cold. And we bless you with warm weather while you're here. <laughs> but uh, I listened to Will's message, and I thought, that's the, that's the message of hope. I was so blessed when I listened to it. It gave me hope. And I really wanted him to ask him, like, man, share a version of that, you know, with us. Because it's about the baby. It's about this baby, because I, I want you to get the whole message was about, the, you know, we've already started the message when we started dedicating the baby. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Sarah and I are going to be married 13 years in May. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I can't believe it. it's pretty fast. Wow. Um, yeah, so uh, we, we tried to have a baby for quite a few years. Quite a few of those 13. And uh, now you see this beautiful little girl that we have, but we've gone through a little process. Um, In the meantime, how many of you guys have ever had something that you felt like the Lord told you and it just took a while? (laughs) Or it it seemed like it wasn't going to happen? Yeah? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the Romans four. So let's let's jump right into scripture. Romans four. This in this this journey that that we've been on, Abraham has encouraged me a ton. Um, and uh, so we're just gonna read some some stuff about Abraham, some scriptures about him, and this scripture in particular. Um, we're gonna start in verse seventeen. Uh, we'll skip sixteen. Let's, uh, I'm going to read from the New King James. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. This part right here, verse 18, um, is still ministering to me to this day. Who, contrary to hope, or against all hope, some translation to say, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, And being fully convinced, say fully convinced, convinced. that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. 
This is the question I had when I read that still and have had in this journey with the Lord. Just ask, how in the world does a man really live that verse? How in the world does somebody get a promise from God when he's 75 that he's going to be a father of many nations and he doesn't even have a kid until he's 100? And how in the world does a man truly, it says he didn't just hang on to this little glimmer of faith, but it says he was strengthened. It says as the years went by, and nothing on the outside, the, the, everything was contrary to what was spoken. He grew in faith. How does that happen? So read uh, Hebrews 6. It's crazy, right? How many of you guys live in a world like I do that is contrary to hope? How many of you guys have stuff in your life that's contrary to hope? You got winds blowing against you every day trying to steal your hope. How many of you have days where you wake up and there's this huge looming question, did God really say that? Hebrews 6, we'll start in verse 11. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made a promise to Abram, Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Yeah, I'd say so, right? 25 years. Plus some. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability or unchangeableness of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable and changeable things in which it is impossible forgot to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have is an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. This word hope, I've grown to love it. And in this message, I, it's just this phrase that the Lord gave me or that I just kind of think of. It's a posture of hope. It's a posture that I need to make sure I'm in, in life. Because if I don't stay in this posture, how many of you know the Bible says that if your hope is deferred, it makes your heart sick, right? And in case you haven't noticed, there's an enemy trying to get you to that place of hopelessness where your hope, where your hope, where your heart gets sick. And it's really easy to do because all it takes is a bad day. And that bad day turns into a bad week. And then you start 
questioning because everything in your life doesn't line up to what you thought God said. And it's really easy to go down a path of discouragement that leads to depression, that steals your hope. And, and then the thing is, is you start to speak bad things. And those words come to pass. And it confirms what you said all along, that God's not there, that what he said isn't true, and that it's not going to happen. Happens for all these other people, right? But it doesn't happen for me. But Abraham learned something. He had something. And this is what I believe was, it's the secret for all of us. It's a person. There's this wonderful person. There's this wonderful person who's faithful. Who doesn't lie. It's impossible for him to lie. He's not like everybody else. Even some people that are the closest to us, they say things and they don't follow through. But God's not like that. He follows through every time. And Abraham met this person when he, his name was Abram. And this person changed his life forever. This person was faithful to him, even when Abraham wasn't faithful to God. Because I, the Bible says that God will always be faithful to us, even if we're not faithful to him, because he can't deny himself. God won't deny himself. And so there's this wonderful person that Abraham met that was faithful to him all the days of his life. And throughout his life, throughout those 25 years and beyond, you know, he would get off track sometimes. And guess what? That faithful person, that God would show up again and remind Abraham of the promise and say, I'm telling you again, I'm just reminding you. I'm just reminding you. You're a father of many nations. I'm going to give you this land to inherit and you're going to have a son. Um, so for me and Sarah, uh, you know, how many of you know, like something like having a baby, sometimes it's hard to tell if, if like God's really speaking, you know, there's certain things where you're so emotionally attached. Um, you know, you want it to happen, but God, are you actually really saying that? And so in our life, uh, you know, God started to make it pretty, pretty clear to us a lot of different ways. I mean, um, we'd get prophetic words. Um, and, of course, he'd speak through Scripture to us. I mean, it was pretty unbelievable, you know, sometimes. Like, he just would start to make stuff. But, you know, how many of you know, like, you're almost afraid to believe what he's saying when he says it? You know, you're, you're just in that place where you're so tender that you're like, Lord, are you really saying that? But then, like, we, we went to this Jesus Culture event um, in, uh, when they were in Fort Mill. We used to live down there. Now we live up here in Mooresville. And, uh, yeah. and so we, we went to this Jesus Culture event, and, and Sarah goes to the bathroom, and the Lord started speaking to her before it started, or like during the worship part, um, about Hannah in the Bible. And just out of the blue, right? And then she comes back, and comes back from the bathroom, and Banning Liebscher is preaching about Hannah, and talking about Hannah and timing, and the timing of the Lord and stuff. And then, um, you know, like different songs would would, uh, just be in the certain right moment where we knew it was the Lord speaking. But I think the funniest thing 
that the Lord did was I like to run, right? So I was out training and I'd go out every day and run. And for, I kid you not, it was at least two weeks straight. I think maybe more like a month. Every time I ran, I would see a bunny. I would see a bunny rabbit and a lot of times like three or four or more every single time I ran. And then Sarah and I would go for a walk when, she, when after dinner or something, there'd be a bunny. And at first I was just like, oh, there's a bunny. It's in Fort Mill. That's kind of strange. And then I saw it again. I was like, bunny. And I'm like, Lord, are you trying to say something? And he's like, yeah, multiplication. You're going to have a baby. Yeah, because bunnies multiply, right? They know how to have babies. <laughs> so we got to stay in this posture of hope. And, and Abraham learned how to do this in his life. You know, and how many of you know we're not always in faith? We're not always in that place of faith. Sometimes we're in the place where, Lord, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Yeah? And so I, 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 I like to, I've been a, a cross-country coach, and I like, like, I like to train hard. I, I like to train for races. I like to be competitive. And so some of the way my mind thinks is if I have a bad day and something's not working, I want to learn how to not stay in that place. Right? I want to learn how like something a way out of it and how so it won't ever happen again or if it does happen i know the way out right so like i so this posture of hope the lord has kind of taught me this this is how i do it and i kind of i see it in in some of these men of god in scripture how how they did it and so the bible says in james can you uh, put up james 1 um it's it's talking about faith and it's talking about, um, okay, okay, so if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives with all liberality without reproach and it'll be given to him. All right, let's go. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let that now man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. That seems a little harsh, doesn't it? But, 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 listen, 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 listen. The enemy knows how stuff works in the spirit. And if we don't learn, we're going to get whooped sometimes, right? He knows, I think he knows this. I think he knows that if we can stay in hope and grab hold of the promises in faith, that we're going to get them. So he's going to do everything he can to get us pushed by winds. And so we get off track and then we get lost and we, we get out of hope and, and, we, and we're just messed up. But remember that verse in Hebrews 6 that we read, it says that hope is an anchor. How do we stay anchored when the winds of life are contrary, right? How did Abraham do it? How did he live contrary to hope and hope believed? He had an anchor. And the anchor was in a person who doesn't change, who is always good, and who is faithful, and who doesn't lie, right? So he had that anchor. So you wake up and you're having a bad day. 
and you just have this stuff on you, right? Yeah, but I'm not in faith right now, but guess what? I've got hope. I've got hope because my hope isn't a person who doesn't change. And my hope isn't a God who is always faithful, right? And that hope is an anchor in the presence of God. So what I do is I pull myself into the presence of God with that hope. And I just get into the presence until I see his face, until I encounter his presence. And in the context of that, he starts to remind us, just like he did Abraham. He starts to say, oh, remember, I said this and I meant it. This is what I speak over your life. And when that word from the Lord comes, it brings faith, doesn't it? Because faith comes by hearing, right? So faith comes, and what we do is we grab hold. We take that faith that we're in right now, and we grab hold of the promise, and we draw into existence. Psalm 42. David had a little different approach, but I mean a little different wording, but it's the same thing. He had bad days. He had bad days. He had depressed days, but then he'd catch himself and he'd say, David, he'd say, David, snap out of it. Hope in God. Why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Why are you depressed? Stop it. Stop it. Hope in God. Soul, hope in God. Hope in God. Hope in God. Why? For the help of his countenance. God's face helps your face. He, did, he knew it. David knew how to do this. And this is, is it up there? I don't know, Psalm 42. We don't have time to go into it, but he also started to remember. It says that hope in God for the help of his countenance. And later in that psalm, he says, I'm going to start remembering what God's done. And also another different take is in Isaiah 40. All right, we know this one. Even youths grow tired and weary. And stumble and fall, but those that wait, that word wait means hope. Those that hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not faint. How do you do it 25 years? Contrary to hope, you learn how to be in that position of hope, how to stay in that position of waiting on God until you get strengthened again, until you get into faith again, and then, and then you run and don't faint. That's how you do it. It's okay to, to have bad days. It, we're going to have them. We're going to have days where we're just worn out. We're going to have days where we're just tired of trying to believe. It's okay. We don't have to try. We just get in the presence, and that word, that reminder from the Lord, starts to wash over us, his presence. You know, early on, when, when we first started coming here to River Life, there's this there's this girl up on the stage start, that started prophesying this song, singing about the goodness of God. And that was before we knew much of anybody, going, anything that you guys have been through. And it was, it was Amy Underwood at the time. And I found out that she had just lost her husband. And she's up here on the stage prophesying about the goodness of God. Yeah. Guess what? Look at her today. She has a husband and a baby. If Amy didn't make that choice to stay in hope and to prophesy out of faith, would she have a husband? Would she have a baby? Or would she still be depressed? Would she, I know maybe she wasn't ever depressed, but could she have gone down that road? We've got to make that choice, don't we? So the Lord require, requires something of us. 
He requires us to be in a vulnerable place, doesn't he? He doesn't let us just be like, I hope it'll happen. I hope that maybe it will happen. God required something of me and Sarah. He required us to really go there. He wouldn't, he is so tender for a lot of years. But then as the time approached where, you know, he knew that it was coming, he just started to require a little more of a step from us of faith. You know, and um, to really put herself out there. To really be like, God, if you don't come through, I'm going to be disappointed. God, if I'm going to actually believe you, not just fake it, but actually go to that place in my heart which could be really destroyed if you don't come through. But I know that you're not like that. I know you're good. I don't understand it. I don't understand why. I don't understand the timing of things. I don't understand the whys of things. But I know you're good. So I'm going to put myself in your hands. And I'm going to actually put my faith out there. And he required that of us. And we'd go on walks and we'd just prophesy. And we just say we're going to have a baby. And we just say we trust you, God. And one day, um, December 12th, 2013, I come home from work. And uh, my birthday is the 24th of December. And so we just celebrate. We pick a day to celebrate my birthday somewhere around Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like it. I, I enjoy it. I have like two weeks of birthday. Uh, but anyway, I come home from work and and uh, and I don't remember exactly how Sarah worded, but she she said something to the effect of, um, "What do you want for your birthday more than anything?" And uh, and I just said, "I want a baby." And she said, "Well, you got it." I said, what? What It took a while for it to actually register. But we got it. We got her. We got a little promise, baby. Hope in God. Stay in a posture of hope and you can't lose. The thing about the promises of God are... There's so many facets, so many layers. How many of you know the original word of God to Abraham was, you'll be a father of many nations, right? Did he see the fulfillment of that? He didn't see the fulfillment of that, did he? There's words over our life that may not happen until, until way later after we die. But the thing about it is, is God will be faithful, it will happen. It will happen. There's some that we see a glimmer of them in this life. There's some we see a partial fulfillment in this life. And there's some that we just won't see at all in this life. But we have to stay in that posture of hope. Because there's this wonderful person that when you get around him, you can't not believe him. You can't not trust him. 
and he will never fail you. Don't believe anything else, and you'll always win. I like to win. I'm competitive. I like to win. That's biblical, right? Overcome. Yeah. He always leads me in triumph in Christ. I like what Graham Cook says. He says, the only good fight of faith is the one I win. It's not a good fight if I don't win. So I want to encourage you today with the promises of God over your life and the fight, the good fight of faith that we're in. I want you to win. Let's win. Let's be winners. Let's be overcomers. Let's stay in hope no matter what happens. No matter what happens, this world needs to see a people in this time that we're in that live in hope, that never give in to hopelessness, that have this supernatural thing that contrary to hope, when everything around us in the vis- with our visible eyes in the visible realm is contrary, we've got this hope and this faith that gets stronger. That's impossible, isn't it, without God? It's impossible. It's supernatural. But that's what we're, how we're called to live. All right, let's stand and pray. <clears throat> okay. All right, so, yeah, you can go ahead. Um, can we do that Josh Baldwin song? <clears throat> um, today, I really want, you, I want to encourage you to be vulnerable right now. I want you to go there. Just take some time and really connect to that place inside of you with the Word of God, with what you're hoping for, what you believe God has spoken, okay? I want you to go there. And I also want to, if you are trying to have a baby, I want to pray for you today. I want to release something. I want, if, you're, if you're willing to put yourself out there to... To just receive prayer for that, I want to pray for you. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to release some stuff right now. So let's just pray. <clears throat> Come, Holy Spirit. Come with your love that gets shed abroad in our heart. Come with your love, Lord. Come with your love, because your love, your love is everything. Faith and hope work through your love, Lord. They work through your love. Lord, when we taste your love, we remember that nothing is impossible with you. When we taste your love, we remember that you're faithful. Lord, when we taste your love, we remember that you don't lie. You're not like a man that you should lie. So, Lord, let your love come to that tender part in our heart. Lord, and right now I speak encouragement to people's hearts in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just release hope. Hope to the hopeless. More hope to the hopeful. Come on. Lord, we want to be overflowing in hope. Lord, we want to be people who, through faith and endurance, patience and hope, Inherit the promises of God. Lord, I ask you to release courage into our hearts. Lord, I ask you to release courage into our hearts right now to believe you. Lord, to in the, in the face of things that are contrary, contrary to hope, Lord, in hope believe. 
Lord, we want to be strong and very courageous. Lord, make us strong and very courageous people. Lord Jesus, and I ask you for anyone in this room right now that's believing, Lord, to get pregnant and they haven't been able to. Lord, I ask you to release that same thing you did for us, that same blessing. Lord, I release it right now in Jesus' name. I release it right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you to release hope. Lord, I ask you to release that tender presence that just holds our hand. Thank you, Lord. Let's sing this together. Let's sing that. Yeah. Uh, 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 Yeah, your name is hope inside me. Life. Life. Yeah. Thank you.